what happened was true. The most bizarre and brutal series of crimes in America. is real. Welcome to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And as always, I am Johnny. And I'm Randy. And I am super excited for this week's episode. Uh, we told you on our last episode that we didn't have anything planned for March. No, but then Netflix gifted us our <laughs> March theme. Yes. Um, we didn't want to stick with what we did with last year. Last year we did Leprechaun and then we did Leprechaun Returns, which was two good episodes. Yep, yeah, they were really good. But the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre come out on Netflix. And I'm not going to give my opinion on it. Randy has not seen it. Nope. But there's been a lot of mixed reviews on it. And I, I like the Texas Chainsaw films. And then I found out Randy has never seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I have seen the remake with Arlie Ermey. Right. That is the only one that I have seen. So I was like, okay. With so many people giving their reviews on the new one, I was like, why don't we, this month, dedicate it to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So this week's episode is the original 1974, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then in two weeks, you will get the 2022 sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it, yeah. If you could see Johnny's face right now when you had to call that the sequel to this, it was just like utter disdain. Yeah. He, he don't like it. <laughs> he don't like it. Anyway, I'm not even going to get into that. But, okay, so uh, I'm I'm ready to get into this. And what is that? Never going to click that off. All right, I'm ready to get into this uh, movie. So, Randy, do you want to do the, what is that? The summary? summary? Yeah, yeah, do the summary, man. I got you. Five friends head out to rural Texas to visit the grave of a grandfather. On the way, they stumble across what appears to be a deserted house, only to discover something sinister within. Something armed with a chainsaw. Ooh. That was a pretty good description. Yeah, it was. I, I like that. Usually, them, them short and sweet ones are just like, hey, this happened. Right, right. That, that, was, that was pretty good. I'll give it that one. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and read the cast. Uh, first off, 
the Texas Chainsaw Massacre come out in 1974, and it's considered a horror slash thriller. It is an hour and 23 minutes long, which I think is the perfect timing for this film, in my opinion. Yep. Okay. Uh, it stars uh, Marilyn Burns. She plays Sally Hardesty. Uh, Leatherface himself is the one and only Gunnar Hansen. And then we have uh, Edwin Neal as the Hitchhiker. We also have Terry McMinn as Pam. William Vale as Kirk. Alan, uh, how would you say his last name? Denzinger? Yeah, as Jerry. Uh, the late Paul Partain. Partain as Franklin. And then we have Jim... The late and great Jim uh, Shadow? Sidow? I don't know. Sidow? But anyway, he plays the old man or the cook, whatever you want to call him. And then, of course, we have John Dugan as Grandpa. The old Grandpa. But other than that, that is the cast. Um, so, Randy, without giving me your review, what did you, wh- what did you think? Can't do it. Why? I can't. It'll, it'll ruin the podcast. Oh, game. my gosh. It'll do it. It's becoming a thing. <sighs> I can't. Okay. Was it anything you expected? I'll put it that way. No. Okay. Okay. I, that, that's that's what I wanted to know. Yeah, it was not what I expected. Okay. Well, it just, I guess because it blows my mind that <clears throat> you haven't seen it. Yeah. And and you saw the remake, which the mm-hmm. remake is, is a lot more... I will say I did. I did really like the remake that I watched. Yeah, the two thousand three one. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked that I, I one loved too. It. Yeah, I did too. But that's the problem. Like, I remember it was probably about eight years ago, maybe eight or nine. Um, my cousin Eric wanted to borrow the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but all he ever saw was the remake, mm-hmm. and he heard about how Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the scariest movie ever made. You know, because back in the seventies, this crap was no joke. Yeah. Well, then he brought it back to me, and he was like, that was the stupidest. This, and I, it just made me so mad. I was like, you young punks, you know. But anyway, like I said, that being said, uh, are we ready to get into the film, or do you want to mention anything before we start? I don't think so. I'm ready. All right. So the Texas Chainsaw Massacre come out in 1974, and oh, yeah, I forgot. I got to play a little thing real quick. Uh, what? Yeah, I forgot. Oh, I, oh man, I got to do it. You ruined it. <laughs> Uh, I will say real quick though. Why don't you give us our taglines, where where they can find us, and all that stuff? Well, since we usually do it then, and I throw Johnny the tags or whatever. Yeah, so you always throw me under the he, bus. So. He's he's just trying to stall and and so he can look up this little this little clip in his audio. But uh, anywhere you catch any of your podcasts, you can catch us on Anchor. Breaker, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, now on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, anywhere you can find, anywhere you can get your podcast, you can catch us on there. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Johnny's got the handles. Eventually, yes. Uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Facebook is Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. Instagram is Small Town Horror uh, Podcast, and of course, Twitter is. At Small T Horror Pod. So, leave us a review. Let us know what you like. If you got any suggestions for us, any review requests, we try to do what we can when we can. Right. So, now getting into the film, as the credits are rolling, we see it says a film by Toby Hooper, which 
I absolutely love this guy's work. He's uh, the director, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He made Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Um, have you ever seen the Toolbox Murders? Mm-hmm. But anyway. <laughs> but the way this uh, movie begins with that voice where it starts telling you, because you legit think it's like a real... Mm-hmm. The movie is based off like Ed Gein. Yep. If you don't know the story behind Ed Gein, he was a grave robber. Dude, was crazy. Yes. And what it was it only women that he was um, digging up, or was it everybody? I can't remember. It seemed like women's the only thing that I remember. Right. Like that's coming to my mind. But he would make, like, furniture made of their skin. Lampshades. Yeah. yeah. So that's what the film was actually based off of. But... I'm going to play this little clip because I absolutely love this. I love how when the film starts, how it goes into, to me, it sounds like a legit real story. The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths, in particular, Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young. But had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Two Utes. Love it, man. I think that gives off just the creepiest vibe to start a movie off. Yeah. It, it def- in his voice. Yes. It's like, yeah. So, after that's being played, we start, the, the screen goes black, and all of a sudden you hear the classic, the camera flashing. And I don't have the sound for that, but it's like, like, it's really. Yeah. It's really creepy sound. Yes, and in almost every Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie they've done after this, they have to throw it in there somewhere. Yeah, and what was really creepy about it is while it's doing those, you get the flashes, and then you get, like, decomposed fingers. Right. And then you get a decomposed foot, and then it was, yeah, it was really weird. So, as it keeps flashing and it's showing the names of, excuse me, the credits, uh, you're finally realizing it's a body, and after it finally shows the actual body... Then it pans uh, to black, comes back, and all of a sudden you see this poorly disfigured head. And you can hear on the radio they're talking about grave robbers around that area. And as the camera's panning back, it's a body mounted to this monument. And in the uh, arms of this body is holding another person's head. And they're both decomposing. You can tell, like I said, they they, um, dug it up and they stuck it up there. I'm going to say monument, it's it's a... like a statue in the middle of a cemetery. Yes. It's got this posted up all the way. It's one of the ones that look like an uh, like a obelisk type. Got a little point at the top of it. Right. It's basically just sitting on the top of that. It's, it was freaky looking. So then all of a sudden it fades off to black and out of nowhere just these yellow letters. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So now we're into the film and we see a dead armadillo laying on its back. And we see this green Ford van driving by. Well, it pulls over to the side of the road, and we see this guy get out, which we are going to eventually know his name is Kirk. He gets out of the van, he opens the passenger door, the sliding door, and he gets out two wooden planks. And you realize that this guy, who is his name is Franklin, he's handicapped. That's going to be his little wheelchair ramp. He gets out, and 
pretty much Kirk's just helping him out. He's got to uh, pee, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And in a coffee can. Yeah, in a coffee can. He pushes Franklin over and he helps, <laughs> he helps him out. And he kind of turns his back, you know, to let Franklin do his, his business. Well, all of a sudden, this 18-wheeler just storms by. <laughs> And it, I, it looks like what it like threw up gravel or it's like dirt, slinging mud and rocks and all kinds of stuff. Well, it did it so bad that Kirk, it hit Kirk. He turned his head, and it hits Franklin in the back and just pushes Franklin right down uh, this hill. He goes on a trip. Yeah, falls out of the wheelchair. <laughs> it was funny because as soon as it happens, you're like, "Well, dang." <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, that sucks. Yeah. So. Uh, before I go to the next scene, this is what I was going to tell you when we was watching it. And I was like, fun fact. Oh, I can't. Yeah. He has been voted, Franklin, that character has been voted the most hated character of any horror movie of all time. The reason why, and you have to, and seriously, you have to watch the documentary how they made it. From the moment he started acting in this film, he would not turn that character off. Really? Yeah, so how annoying he was in the film... That's how he was outside of the film because he wanted everybody to hate him. And the way he was just like, Sally, Sally, like, that's what he would do. I'm, I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one. Yeah, so. That dude was getting on my ass nerves. Well, when Carolyn walked in, oh, yeah. when, that, and that is my wife, of course. When, when my wife walked in, she said, oh, look, it's the crybaby. Because she, <laughs> she knows. But, you know, I mean, yes, you could say, well, that's dedication, but. That would drive you nuts. Yeah, that would. Yeah, that would drive me completely insane. But you got it. But you have to watch uh, the documentary with him talking about being that character and doing that. Because I mean, you they talk about how hot it was in Texas when they were filming all this stuff, and I just couldn't imagine having a guy whining the entire time. Nope. So anyway, <clears throat> they run down the hill and they they pick up Franklin, and you can hear him whining already. Well, then it cuts to now they're going to a cemetery. And you see a lot of people out there. I'm because the fact is, is all these relatives are wanting to come by the cemetery and make sure that uh, their loved ones are not being dug up, and their bodies hasn't been dug up or their grave haven't been messed That's with. Good, yeah. And you hear Sally. She gets out. And she says, "My granddaddy is buried here." And it's funny because this guy, he's like. Well, you go over to that man right there, and he'll help you right out. And this dude goes, you don't care if I take your girlfriend away from you, do you? <laughs> yeah. And he grabs her and walks off. And Franklin and Sally are brother and sister. Well, Franklin, he's kind of got his head sticking out of the van, and there's this drunk guy, and he is out of his mind. And he's like, I've seen some things, and, you know. Yeah. It's already yeah. tripping Franklin out, you can tell. Well, he's like the, uh, the old, like, seer fortune teller guy that you would get at like the creepy movies yeah he was like let me tell you kids a little something yeah where they got it where to it when you go and you found it yeah it's just it's weird i was just waiting for him to be like you're all doomed you're doomed but um anyway sally's off and as she's looking at the grave you you know it's a voiceover you can hear her talking to franklin she's like i'm sure franklin she goes uh he showed me the grave and it don't look like anything was messed with you know, so that was their goal was to go there and find make sure that their grandpa's uh, grave had not been messed with. Well, as they're all in the van now, of course, um, Franklin's like, it's so hot. It's hot. <laughs> like, he just constantly whined about being hot. All of a sudden, they all look at each other and they get this horrible smell. And they're like, oh, what is that? Roll the windows up. And Franklin, he turns around and he goes, that's the old slaughterhouse. He already knew what it was. Mm-hmm. And he talks, and then he starts talking about how he goes, uh, Granddad used to work there, and I think he said their dad too. Uncle. 
Oh, well, yeah, uncle. That was yeah, it. But he said uncle. his granddad and uncle used to work there. And he starts telling them how uh, they used to have to bash the cows in the head over and over. And he said that um, sometimes he said they would let out the awfulest noise because one hit wouldn't do it. They just have to keep going. And uh, I think it's Pam. She's like, well, that's just a shame. They shouldn't do that to animals. That's cruel. And he goes, well, they don't do it no more. He said, now they got this big air gun. And he goes, and now it's just straight in. Boom. 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 And he's like getting into it. And she's like, okay. You know, and he, I mean, he's like, he is getting into this. Oh, yeah. But he just can't, he keeps going, you know. I couldn't imagine being in this movie with this guy. <laughs> if he was like it all the time. Outside of filming, yeah, I'd have punched him. <laughs> well, it's funny because after he gets done doing the whole boom stuff, you know, uh, she's like, "Okay," and they're like, "Okay, Franklin, that's enough." And he just goes, "Hot in here." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as they continue to drive down the road, all of a sudden, oh, and I got to mention, they're going to their granddad's house. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. So as they're heading uh, on the road. You can hear um, Jerry. He's like, hey, there's a hitchhiker. Should we pick him up? And they're like, yeah, pick him up. And Pam's like, what's he look like? That's the first thing she asked. And it's funny because she goes, oh, he's weird looking. And they pull over. And, of course, the famous hitchhiker gets in the van. Come on, Randy. What would you think of this character? Oh, I I, I like this character. Yeah, because he was that, like, creepy. Like, it was a believable creepy. Because, I mean, let's be honest. We got some creepy people to live around here. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, he did a really good job. Uh, Really good job. Yeah. Especially later on in the movie when you find out who he actually is. Right. Yeah. It it makes it that much creepier. It's funny because they're like, yeah, let's pick him up. And Franklin goes, that son of a bee's going to smell like the slaughterhouse. (laughs) (laughs) And it cuts through, they slow down, and the hitchhiker's running up to the uh, van, and he gets in, and all of a sudden it just shows... uh, Franklin, he's like, I think we just picked up Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> like, he has no, like, sensor at all, you know? No. <clears throat> and, uh, anyway, so now it shows the hitchhiker, and he's got this big red uh, birthmark. Like, yeah, it looks like a birthmark. All down the right side of his face, and, man, the way this actor played him was just amazing. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Oh, and now as they're there, he's just talking about the slaughterhouse. And it's really intriguing. Um, Franklin. Franklin. Like, Franklin's like, you used to work? He's like, yeah. He's like, my brother uh, used to do this. And he's all excited about it. And he's talking about, um, it. what, what did he say? Oh, he's talking about the uh, air pump. Or that, you know, what's it called? The air gun? Mm-hmm. And he's like, that, that, that's no good. You got you to take a hammer. And, like, he's just... I don't know. You can tell that he's off-putting. Yeah, he get, he, he's a little in, too much into it. Yeah, way too much. Well, then he starts showing, he starts handing Franklin these pictures. And he's like, you took these pictures? And he's like, yeah. And it's like pictures of, I guess, dead cow. I couldn't really tell what it was. It just looked like minced meat almost to me. Like, just the glimpse that you get of the pictures. Yeah. It just looks like <coughs> dead bodies. You know, I can't really tell if it's a cow or a person. Right. Well, then he starts talking about, the hitchhiker starts talking about head cheese. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, they boil this and they put this in here. And he's going, he's describing what head cheese is. And it's funny because Franklin's like, um, I didn't know they used all that. He goes, oh, yeah, they use every bit of it. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Pam, she's like, well, that just sounds disgusting. And Franklin's like, oh, you'd like it if you didn't know what was in it. Like, yeah. I, I love it, you know. And, you know, okay, even though Franklin is annoying in the movie, it, I feel the entire cast fit together. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was literally, dude, it feels like somebody was just sitting there recording these, these real life right. kids. I thought it was, I thought the acting was good in this movie. Yeah. I really liked it. But anyway, and uh, Franklin, this whole time he's got his little pocket knife out, and he's like digging at his fingernails and all this stuff. Well, the hitchhiker out of nowhere just like reaches up and grabs his knife. With a creepy smile on his face. Yeah, and, and Kirk, I love his acting in this scene. He grabs it, and, he's like, and Franklin doesn't say anything when he grabs it, but Kirk's like, hey, man, what, put the knife down, man. Like, what are you doing? And they're all watching him, and he... He has this knife and he just starts cutting his uh, daggum palm with it, mm-hmm. and uh, it, now that that looked really good. Like it's gushing out of his hand. Yeah. Franklin's eyes are big as golf balls. His mouth is dropped. He don't know what's going on, and they're all flipping out. When he and uh, he's like, G- "Give him the knife back." Well, sure enough, the hitchhiker just hands it back to Franklin, and then he's like. Uh, Hey, I've got a knife too. And he opens it up and he's like, you want to see? <laughs> and he shows it to Kirk. Kirk goes, he goes, it's a good knife. And Kirk's like, hey, I'm sure it is, man. I'm sure it is. <laughs> like, you know, like, he's so calm about it. He's like, now put, now put the knife up. Yeah. And he does, you know, he, he takes mm-hmm. a knife and he put, it's an old like shaving knife. Like yeah, a straight uh, razor. Yeah, there you go. And uh, he all of a sudden he pulls his camera out and he's like looking around through the lenses and all of a sudden he takes a picture of Franklin. And it's funny because uh, Franklin's like, he just took my picture. You know? <laughs> Captain Obvious. Right. Well, as the picture's developing, uh, he's like, y'all can just drop me off at my house. He goes, it, it, it's just right up here. And they're like, uh, how close is he? He goes, it's real close. He goes, if y'all want to, y'all can come and have supper with us. He goes, if you like head cheese, we'll have it, you know. And he's trying to talk him into coming to the house. And I think it's Sally. She's like, well, if it's so close, can we just drop you off? Can we just drop you off here? Because, you know, they're... Yeah, why, they're can't, in, why can't you walk? Yeah, they're in a hurry. What they're trying to do is just pretty much... Get, up, get rid of the guy. Right. And uh, he's like, and that's what Kirk says. Kirk's like, man, we, we, we really got to be going. And you can tell yeah. it kind of bothered the hitchhiker. So he just kind of sits there. Well, finally he gets the old uh, photo and he starts peeling the... What would you call that? The negative off to yeah, look at it. <clears throat> And he hands it over to Franklin, and Franklin's like, it ain't, it's, it didn't turn out very good. And he's like, it's a good picture, $2. He's like, do what? And he's like, $2. Now, you know, he's, he's wanting $2 for that picture. And his funny because Kirk's like, no. He's like, he's like, Franklin, give him the DAM picture back. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, he's like, you ain't paid $2 for that. No. But if you listen, I think it's so, like, realistic. You can hear Sally telling Jerry. While they're talking, you can hear Sally telling Jerry, uh, He's wanting two dollars for this picture, and Jerry's like, "Are you kidding?" She's like, "No, I'm not joking." Like I thought that was pretty neat that they were having their own conversation, but it picked up. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear that? Or yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I heard her say something about the picture, and I couldn't really make out what Jerry was saying. Well, you could tell it really irritated the hitchhiker once you know Franklin gives him the picture back, and he gets some aluminum foil, opens the foil up, lays Franklin's picture down, and I'm guessing that was like a little bit of gunpowder. Mm-hmm. He, he sprinkles it on the pitcher, and then he lights it on fire, and it goes up. Well, they all start flipping out. And he hurries up, folds it up, and he puts it in his little I'm a, his little furry fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
uh, they're all like, stop the van, stop the van, get him out of here. Well, the music's picking up, it's getting intense, and all of a sudden he pulls his straight razor out and he grabs Franklin's left arm and just starts slicing his, his uh, forearm. Mm-hmm. Franklin starts flipping out. They finally open the door and they boot him out. Well, as, the hitch- as they're fixing to take off, they shut the door. The hitchhiker takes his bloody palm and starts, I don't know what he writes or what he draws on it. They never say. I, I thought he was just rubbing the blood on the, the van. It did look like a symbol, though. Yeah, it, it looked like almost like half of two letters. Yeah. But I, I couldn't make it out either. So they get it done, and they take off. And it's funny because, man, just the way he played this character, he's got his head thrown back, his arms behind him, and you can hear him with, yeah. you know, he's just like spitting, flailing his arms around. and Dude, I couldn't imagine seeing that on the side of the road. That'd be trippy. Yeah, I'd freak out. But anyway... Um, so they finally take off, and Franklin's sitting there crying. And they're like, hold on, Franklin, hold on. And they're trying to wrap it up, you know, because he's flipping out. Well, now they it cuts to now they show up at the gas station. And the two girls, Pam and Sally, they get out to go get, I guess, a couple of drinks, some Cokes, you know. And we get introduced to this old man. He walks up to the van, and you can hear Jerry and uh, Kirk. They're like, can you fill, fill it up, please? And there's this old little dude that takes a washcloth. He's got soap and everything, and he's washing their windshield. And uh, the old man says, I ain't got no gas. He goes, you're out of gas? He goes, yeah. He said, uh, tank's empty. Yeah, tank's empty. <clears throat> and they're like, man, do you know when it's going to be when it's gonna be ready? And I think he says, he says, could be later today, could be tomorrow. I don't know when. Yeah. And uh, he's like, what are y'all doing up here? And he go, and you can hear uh, Franklin. He's like, do you know where the old Franklin place is? And he's like, yeah, it's, he says, I think it's down this road. He said, but I, I don't, I'm not real sure. And the old man's like, yeah, but you boys don't want to be going around messing around on somebody else's property. He goes, they don't like it around here. And he goes, no, no, that's my daddy's place. And he goes, oh, it's your daddy's place, huh? He's like, yeah. And he's pretty much, you tell he's trying to make sure they don't go that way. Right. And uh, the old man's like, look, I got some good barbecue in here if you want to come in here and get some barbecue and wait around. But if you notice, he goes, wait around. And uh, he talking about the filler, uh, the gas, I don't know what you'd call it. Tanker, maybe? Yeah. It's gonna, it could be here any minute. So, see, now he just changed his story. Yeah. So, anyway, um, and he's like, plus, these these two girls you got, well, they don't want to go around messing with an old house, you know. So, Jerry gets out and goes to get some barbecue and... They decide to go ahead and leave. They're going to go back down that road where Franklin said he knows where his dad's house is. <clears throat> but before they go, it's just Franklin and Kirk, and they're sitting in the van. Jerry went to go get some barbecue, and the girls are still messing with the soda pops. Franklin and Kirk are talking. It's funny because <laughs> Franklin's tearing up the van like he's stabbing the side of the door. And uh, Kirk's like, Franklin, what are you doing tearing up? And he's like... I'm sorry, I just started doing it. It's like, well, well, duh, you know, you know, and uh, he starts talking to me. He goes, you don't think that guy follows, do you? And he's like, he's like, no, Franklin, you ain't got nothing to worry about that guy. And he's like, you think you could do that? And he goes, do what? He's like, cut yourself like he did. He did. He goes, I'm not a psychopath, no. <laughs> and it's funny because he sees blood. He's like, that's that guy's blood right there on my knife, ain't it? Wait, that's it. Ain't it? Does that look like his blood? Yeah. <laughs> But he's, he's just talking about, he goes, 
He goes, he cut the hell out of himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way he said it, that kills me. And then he put the knife to his palm in the same spot and started pushing down. I was like, this stupid dude's finna cut his own hand. Yeah, I seen that. But, yeah, but it's funny because, it, you know, he's just asking. You could tell he's scared that the guy's going to come back for him. Because, you know, and it would trip you out if somebody took your picture and did something like that. Yeah. So, anyway, now it cuts to now they're back on the road and they're going to Grandpa's place. And they get there and... It's funny because Kirk says, hey, Franklin, if we run out of gas, you're towing us back with your chair. Yeah. And Franklin just kind of shakes his head like, ha, 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 you know. Well, they're at Grandpa's house, and they get out, and they're and Sally's like, oh, look, he, he left blood all over the van. And it looks like, and I think she says it looks like he wrote something. And you hear Franklin, what are you write? What, what? You know, like he's flipping out. Well, they all get out, and they start going to explore the house. Well, Franklin, as they're all going upstairs looking around, um, which Kirk walks into one room and it's just, there's tons of little spider nests all in the corner. Freaked you out. I don't play with spiders. <laughs> uh, it cuts to Franklin. He's, <clears throat> excuse me, he's actually looking at the, he's still looking at the blood spot. And I don't know what the heck he's chewing on. I thought it was always a cigar. But no, no that's a piece of meat. Yeah, it's some kind of sausage or something. It looks like boudin. It didn't look like booty. <laughs> but um, anyway, he starts wheeling himself up to the uh, the house, and he can hear everybody laughing. And the house is all torn to pieces. It's just it's a rundown house. But it's it's funny because this is where Franklin starts going, Sally, Sally, like he starts getting that annoying voice. Oh my gosh! He gets into the he finally gets into the house, and he's wheeling, you know. And he starts going, hee, 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 I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm knocking off major points on this movie oh, wait, just wait, wait, because wait. of this dude. Nope, I gotta say it right. He says, if I have any more fun today, I don't think I'm gonna be able to take it. Mm-mm. I love it. And then he turns around to go through another door, and he gets stuck, and he you're like, on the threshold, yeah. yeah, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> can't stand it. <laughs> oh, you cannot let this guy ruin it. Terrible. Okay. So anyway. <clears throat> Uh, it cuts to Kirk and Pam, and the, and Kirk comes down. He's like, "Hey, uh, Franklin, didn't you say uh, there was a uh, spot to go swimming, a water hole? I think is what he calls it." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Franklin's like, yeah." He goes, you "Go down that dirt road right there, and it's, it'll take you between two sheds." And he goes, "Okay." He goes, "Well, we'll see you in about an hour." So Kirk and Pam are going going to go swimming, and they've got a blanket with them. They ain't going swimming. Nah. Nah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Not happening. Mm-mm. They getting freaky. Not today. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nah. Mm. Nah. Mm-mm. Nah. So they get down to this little spot, and I guess that's where the water was supposed to be at. Remember, yeah. they crawl down, and they're like, I guess I, I think Kirk's like, this is it or something. I don't remember how it is, but yeah, he even says, how does how did Franklin ever get down here? And she goes, somebody must have carried him when he was little. And he goes, Franklin was never little. <clears throat> well, he looks over and he can hear the generator running. And he looks over and he sees a house. And he's like, hey, he goes, I bet they've got gas. They got a generator going. 
And what cuts to they're walking toward the house, and he's and Kirk's talking. He's like, I can leave my guitar and a couple bucks. And he goes to get some gas from them. And he goes, and then uh, after we get it all settled, then I can come back and give them more gas and get the stuff. I'm guessing that's how he, that's, that was the plan. Right. And she even says, like, you're not going to give them your guitar and all that, <laughs> you know. Well, they're on this property now, which we don't know what property it is, who who belongs to. And as they're walking up, he sees the generator, and he's like, hello. He's yelling, trying to see if anybody's around. <clears throat> well, he goes over, and it looks like all these branches are down. Well, he takes a peek, and he raises them up, and he's like, hey, Pam, come here and look. And she comes over, and it's got all these old cars. and Well, I say old cars and trucks, but back in the day, it was probably newer. Yeah. It's got these cars and trucks, and they're just sitting there in this lot, which is never a good sign. Hmm. Well, finally, they find the house, and... They go up to the door and Kirk's knocking on the door, just asking if, you know, anybody home, they need some help. They can't get, he can't get an answer. <clears throat> well, as he turns around, because she's sitting on the uh, steps, he's on the porch, like I said, knocking on the door. When he turns around, all of a sudden his tooth falls. I don't know where it fell from, but he picks up this tooth and he, it's funny because he's like, hey, Pam, I got something for you. And he, she goes, what is it? And he goes, stick your hand out. And he gives it to her and she just, ugh. She, yeah, she's like, let's go. Like she got mad instantly. She ready to go. He laughs. Well, he comes over. He goes back to the door and he knocks on it. And he's like, "Hello, anybody home?" And the door opens. So now he can see through the screen door. Well, she goes and sits in the uh, swing in the front yard. And he's looking through the screen door and he's like, "Hey, Pam, you gotta come check this out because he can see all the like skulls, the deer heads, all mm-hmm. this stuff, you know." And. uh He's knocking on the door. As he, I think he's actually fixing to walk off. He hears pig noises. That was freaky. Yeah. So he hears these pig noises, and he's like, hello? And finally, he just he just goes in. And as he goes in, he's like, is anybody here? Is anybody home? And you can still hear the pig noise. Well, as he's walking to this little ramp area where it's got all these, it's a doorway with a ramp, and you can see all these skulls hanging up. Right when he gets to it, he trips over something. And when he trips, he looks up, and out of no, nowhere, Leatherface just comes out with this big, huge hammer, and bam, right on top of the head. Pops the dude hard. Got some twitching. And the sound effect, the whoosh, like that, he falls. And, dude, when he starts twitching, he's like, pop, 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 pop. Like, he just, his feet are clicking. And then uh, Leatherface slams and uh, that hammer against his head one more time to finish the blow. The way Leatherface grabs him and just throws him to the left and grabs that metal door and just slides and shuts it. Dude, when it when it shuts and you hear the dong, the was, music. That was one of my favorite scenes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the introduction of a, a horror icon, of course. Mm-hmm. Love that kill scene. And it was so realistic the way he's just twitching. Yeah. I loved it. <clears throat> well, Pam, she's like, Kirk. She, I mean, she saw him go in and she, I guess she heard the commotion. Well, now they do the famous shot. I love this shot. As she gets up, everybody calls it the booty shot, but that's not why I like it. As she gets up, the camera goes under the swing, mm-hmm. and she's walking to the house. And as she's walking toward Leatherface's house, it looks like the house is just getting bigger. Yeah, Love that shot. Yeah, There was actually a lot of good uh, scenes in this movie that had really good shots. That's what I say. The camera work was really good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, Pam goes into the house, and she's like, Kirk. She's, she's you know, sitting there waiting for a minute. And well, finally, she goes in, and instead of going where Kirk went, she kind of hangs a left. I believe it's a left. And 
she's yelling for Kirk again while she goes through this curtain and she trips and falls over this bucket and you see all these feathers on the ground. While she looks up, there's bones hanging from the ceiling. There's furniture made of bones. There's chickens in cages. Uh, I mean, it's just a total wreck of a room. Well, she's tripping out. She's looking around. Well, she gets up and she starts coughing like, or well, almost, she's gagging. Yeah. And she and you can hear her say Kirk twice, like she, you know, she's yelling for Kirk two more times. This is the part that got me when I was younger. As she comes out of that room, Leatherface pops up out of nowhere, and that little oh, that yeah. little yell he does, mm. she screams. He takes off. She uh, she t- gets it out to the front uh, door, and he picks her up. And she is fighting with all her might, and he's just dragging her, you know, to the, uh, what would you call it, the killing room, the kitchen, I guess? It was the kitchen, it looked like. He brings her in there, and they already foreshadow what's going to happen. Because yeah. as he's coming through the door, the camera's right in front of the hook. So you know that hook's coming to play. Big old meat hook. Yes. He's dragging her over there, and he picks her up and just sticks her right on the hook. That's the scene that. That's why my mom will not watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre because of that right there. She, I think she actually said she went and saw it in theaters. Really? And she, she that just tore up. Out of all the scenes, that's the one. But you gotta remember how bad that was back in the day. I mean, yeah, but it didn't show anything. But but I mean, it implied. I mean, yeah. But still, I mean, I don't know. But to me, that's where I can't wait till I do my review because less is more to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. Anyway, um, sticks her on the hook, and there's Kirk's body laying on the table. We finally get a good shot of Leatherface, what he looks like. He goes over to the famous green chainsaw, fires the chainsaw up, and I'm guessing he's just cutting his limbs off. I don't know what he's doing, but she's watching the whole time. Go ahead. It doesn't really show what he's cutting off, but then I don't remember seeing any blood. No. From, like, while he was sitting there constantly cutting, so I don't know if he was, like, acting like he was cutting it just to scare her or something. I don't know. There's actually, I believe, only two shots of blood in this film. One of them was where he hit him in the head, and you can see Kirk's body twitching, and there was blood on his uh, chest, his Mm -hmm. torso. And I'll tell you the other one when we get to it. But they didn't do a whole lot of gore in this, which I like that. So, Leatherface is cutting up Kirk. I don't know exactly what he's doing to him. but He's cutting him up right in front of her. She's screaming, flipping out. Well, it cuts to next. Uh, Jerry is messing with Franklin. They're all outside of the van. They're still back at Sally and Franklin's uh, uh, dad's house. And... uh, it's funny because he's like, you don't think he'll that, that guy's going to find us, do you? And Franklin's like, yeah, he's going to find us. He's going to kill you, Franklin. And he's like, no, no. Like, and he, But he's trying to ignore Jerry. And he's yeah. talking to Sally. And he's like, Sally, you, you don't think he'll ever keep uh, find us, do you? And he goes, of course he's going to find you, Jerry. Or uh, Jerry's like, of course he's going to find you, Franklin. I gave him your name. I gave him your zip code. He's going to kill you, Franklin. Like, just being a douche. You're bad. But it, it reminded me of little kids. Mm-hmm. You know, just going back and forth, right? And uh, it's funny because uh, uh, Jerry's like, "Well, I, I need to go find him." And before he does, uh, Franklin's in the van digging around, and Sally's like, "What are you looking for?" He goes, "I'm looking for my knife, <laughs> like that." And she goes, "He, uh, where's the last time you had it?" He goes, 
I didn't. As a matter of fact, you had it. And she goes, I thought I'd get back to you. No, no, I gave it to you. You never gave it back to me. And like, he is getting defensive and he's like, what'd you do with it? And she's like, hey, it's got to be around here somewhere. She starts getting there to looking, and Jerry's like, well, look, before it gets dark, I'm going to go find Pam and Kurt. And she's like, can I go? And he goes, no, you stay here. So Jerry walks off to go find he, Of course, he asks Franklin, where, which way did you send them? And he goes, go down that dirt road between the two sheds. So Jerry leaves, and uh, Sally and Franklin are sitting there talking about the hitchhiker again. Sally sits down, and Franklin's like, Sally, you, you don't really think he's going to come around here, do you? She goes, no, Franklin, why would he do that? Well, you know, and he he's, he's so paranoid he don't want to do it. And it's funny because he's like, I bet he wouldn't come around here again because he's afraid Kirk would kill him. <laughs> you know, he's trying to, in his mind, like a kid, uh, come up with a reason why to calm down. Right, know? right. <clears throat> so now, it cuts back to uh, Jerry. And, well, before that, Franklin does make one comment. He goes, you didn't really want me coming, did you? To, on the trip yeah and she's like franklin no like i wanted you here so anyway that's probably a lie <laughs> yeah so jerry goes looking for uh kirk and pam he's yelling for kirk and he sees this house and unbeknownst to him it's the one that leatherface lives in of course mm-hmm. he goes up to the house he goes up to the front porch and he's knocking on the screen door and he's like, Kirk, Pam, anybody home? Nobody's answering. Well, as he turns around, he's fixing to leave. I mean, he's fixing to get out of Dodge. Yep. But he sees the blanket that Pam was carrying. Well, as he turns around, he hears this whining noise, which has to be Leatherface doing these noises. Hey, this dude's got like a, a, a very eclectic range of vocal abilities. Because oh. he's making all kinds of weird noises. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, if, if you grew up around on a farm or yeah. stuff, I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> and his pig was pretty convincing. Yeah, it was. So, Jerry's like, uh, Kirk, Pam, are you guys goofing on me? Quit goofing on me. And he's like, you know, he, he's starting to kind of get a little aggravated, but he keeps hearing these whining noises. Well, finally, he opens the door, and he's like, Kirk? And he goes inside the house. And he goes straight to where the kitchen was, where Pam was just hanging on the hook. Jerry walks in, and you can hear the, you can hear something going, dum, 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 dum. I don't know what it was, but he keeps hearing it. And I thought it was Pam banging on the freezer. They they made it seem like it was Pam, because every time he'd do it, he'd look over the freezer, and then it'd start doing it even louder. Well, I'm wondering if it was just like the freezer, like the... The compressor or something? Yeah. No, it sounded like banging. It did, but but as he goes over to the freezer, he opens it up. Of course, the eerie music hits. There's Pam's body. She's out. All of a sudden, she just sets up out of nowhere, shaking. She's flipping out. She's blue. You can tell she's cold. I don't know if she was alive or what happened. She just pops up out of nowhere. And as soon as she comes out of the freezer, you hear Leatherface again. Ooh, does his scream. Mm-hmm. Jerry turns around, does the a woman scream, and dude, Leatherface has this huge hammer over his head. Bam! Whacks one whack, got Jerry. I love how Leatherface goes over to Pam, and if you, he just grabbed that actress and threw her back, yeah, and hurry up and slammed it. Well, now if you if you watch the making of this film, they said they want Leatherface is supposed to be a child in an adult's body. Mm-hmm. All he's doing is protecting his house, and he and he can't figure out why people are showing up. 
That's why when he runs into the living room and he starts looking out the window mm-hmm. after he just killed Kurt, that's why you can hear him going, huh, huh, like he's flipping out. Yes, and yeah. when he sits down and he starts patting his head, that's what he's doing. They said that he's trying to figure out who are these people and why are they coming around. Right. So that's a little stuff that I like because, of course, if you didn't watch the making of it, you're not going to know that kind of stuff. Right. So what did you think of that death scene? I didn't mind that death scene. I I didn't care for her popping up out of the freezer that way. Yeah. Because the banging that he heard, they let every let it let it on to believe that it was her banging on the inside of that freezer. He goes and opens up the freezer. She's just laying there, looks dead, pops out and reaches and lunges for him, and then falls over the edge of the freezer, and now she's dead again. Right. I, it didn't make no sense to me. Like I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I, I thought it was cool that he just went over there, grabbed her, and just threw her in there. Right. But I didn't. Well, his Leatherface is sitting there looking out the window. Like I said, he, he's patting his head. He's, he's just trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, now it cuts to nighttime. And Sally and Franklin are in front of the van. Or Franklin's in front of the van. And Sally is honking the horn. And she's yelling for uh, Pam, Jerry, and Kirk. And uh, I, I, I really like this scene. Now, even though everybody talks about how bad Franklin was, I think him and Sally played off each other pretty good. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, Franklin says, uh, they, they probably just got lost. Hmm. And he goes, I think we need to go back to that gas station. She goes, I'm not leaving without Jerry. Which, of course, that's what a chick would do. She ain't going to leave without her boyfriend. Yep. And he's like, uh, um, he's like, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're all right, but we, we need to go back to that gas station, Sally. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because he goes, do you have the keys? Where's the keys? <laughs> and she goes, I don't know. And she goes, let me see your flashlight. And he's like, why? And he grabs it real quick. He don't want her having a flashlight. No, he knows what she's going to do. Yeah. She's going to leave him. <laughs> so. I'd leave him too. It's funny because he's like, I'll, t- I'll tell you. She goes, we need to go find, we need to go look for him. And he's like, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go honk the horn one more time and we'll give it a couple minutes. And she's arguing with him and he's like, and if they don't, if they're not coming back, we'll go find him. He gets all the way over there and he's right before he's honked the horn. He's like. Sally, they took the keys. They took the keys, Sally. And he just starts blaring on the horn. She goes over there. She's like, stop it. She's pulling him off. And uh, that's when she goes, give me the flashlight. And he's like, no, no. She goes, I've got to go find him. He goes, I'll come with you. I'll come with you. Just let me have the flashlight. I'll come with you. <laughs> he's scared of the dark. Yeah, he is. And she's like, I can't push you. Like, she's flipping out, you know. And he's like, uh, <laughs> she just starts walking off. She's like, fine, I'll go look for myself. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry, getting excited. <laughs> and uh, anyway, and it's funny because uh, he's like, "Okay, hold on, I'll come with you, Sally. Don't leave me." You know, he's like, "I can't catch up to you." <laughs> so he finally, he finally does make it over there to her. Well, she actually stops and gets behind him and starts pushing him. Yeah, like right as they get ready to walk out of camera. Right. Yeah, it was. I'm, I'm telling you, dude. Just, I'll, I'll wait. I'm not gonna say anything. Yep. All right. So anyway. So now Franklin and her, she's pushing him through the woods. And the whole time they're pu- uh, she's pushing him, they're going, Jerry! You know, they're hollering for Jerry. And uh, she goes, I see a light. And uh, he goes, where? And she goes, right there. And he can't, he said, he can't really see it. And you can tell she's struggling, pushing him through these woods. And she goes, oh, this is impossible, you know. Like, just keep shoving him through. And um, I think she actually says, I, I think I see a house. And the closer they get, he says it one time, he says, you can hear him say something about, I hear something. 
Mm-hmm. Well, she keeps going. Well, you can you can hear the generator going. Well, finally, all of a sudden, as she continues to push him, he's like, Sally, st- I hear something. Stop. As soon as he says it, the, the flashlight turns around, Leatherface just comes out of nowhere with the chainsaw and just starts cutting Sally, or, um, Franklin's uh, chest. Best kill scene of the whole movie. This is where the other blood part was. Uh, the actor had blood in his mouth, and every time he would go like this, like Leatherface would, like he was cutting his chest, he was spitting it. Oh, yeah? At Leatherface's, uh, yes. Hmm. So Leatherface comes out of the woods. He's cutting uh, Franklin up, cutting all in his chest, his stomach. Sally is flipping out. And I'm going to say this, just this is what I told Randy. My opinion, there's a lot of scream queens. There's not a lot. Well, there's not a lot. There's one queen. There's one queen. But Marilyn Burns does not get the credit she deserves because I think she did an amazing job in this film. Um, she's flipping out. She ch- she takes off, and Leatherface comes right after her. So now it becomes the iconic chase scene b- through the woods. Um, Sally gets uh, caught up in some woods where it's pulling her hair. She's trying to get through, and Leatherface almost catches her a couple times. He's chopping down the limbs to get to her. Yeah. She's screaming the entire time. She's running. You can tell she's getting cut up by the branches. Um, well, I don't know where she, she's running the wrong way. She's running toward the house, which she don't know what is going on. Yeah, she don't know that he lives there. That's right. His house. She just sees that there's a house there and some cycles behind her chasing her. Well, she runs to the house. She tries to open the back door. She turns around. He's right up on her. The door's locked. She takes off running to the right. He comes around. He's And it's funny because he almost scoots along. Yeah. Like... Like a car coming around a corner too fast. Yeah, yeah, I love it. He's taking off. He's chasing her with the chainsaw still. She makes it in the house. She uh, locks the door. Leatherface runs up to the door, and he just kind of starts sawing it. Well, she looks around. What she sees upstairs, she runs upstairs and goes to this room, and she sees a man sitting there. And she runs over. She falls on her knees, and she grabs the man. She's like, please help me. And all of a sudden, we realize it's a decaying body. Well, she turns around, and then there's an old, decayed woman. And the mus- and that daggum creaking noise, and the, the music's yeah. hitting again. And then there's even a dog that, like, is turning into a skeleton. I guess it was a dog. I don't know. I didn't know what it was. She's flipping out. She turns around, takes off to go down the steps, and Leatherface is finally in the house because he cut the door all up. She runs back upstairs. He chases after her. And this chick, Sally, dives through the second story window. No fear. No, Yeah, no hesitation <laughs> at all. dove. She lands in the bushes. She gets up. And she ain't running as fast as she was, but she takes off. Yeah. Leatherface is upstairs looking at her out the window like, seriously? And he's like, what the heck is she doing? Right. So he takes off, and they go right back into the woods. Well, he, he's starting to catch up to her. Well, I don't know where she gets to the gas station that they were originally at. She busts through the door, and there's the old man. I think Marilyn Burns did a great scene with her acting, how she's hyperventilating, and she's trying to tell the old man. And he's like, what's going on? You know, he's trying to uh, help her out, calm her down. And she's like, he killed him, and he's after me. And um, all you know is he's, uh, he's the cook. You know, I mean, old man. Yeah, but I, I'm I know him from because I've seen the other ones. Yeah, the cook. Sally's flipping out. The old man's trying to calm her down. He goes outside and looks for me. He's like, "There's nobody out there." And she goes, uh, "Please don't leave me." He goes, "Let me go get the truck, and I'll, you know, just stay here." He leaves to go get the truck, and did you have a feeling about him? 
I did only because the one that I've seen, the remake that I've seen. Oh, okay. I, I knew that something was up with the guy as soon as I seen him. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't know what he played in. You know, I I didn't know anything about him, but whenever she ran up to him and he went outside, I was like, he's fixing to take her back to the house. Yeah, I knew that was coming. So the old man goes, gets the truck, he pulls up, and the little sneaky part to me is he, he gets out of the driver's uh, side, he comes around, and he looks at her and glances real quick, and then he goes back to the truck to open the passenger door. Yeah. And he pulls this, like, big potato sack out. Starts pulling rope out of it. And as he's doing this, she's looking at this barbecue stuff. I don't know if that was supposed to represent flesh. One of them looked like a torso. Yeah, one of them did, but that's the same. But she she didn't flip out enough for me to think that that it was an actual human body. Right. Yeah. And he walks in. He's got the bag, and he pulls this rope out. She's like, "What are you doing?" And the way she says it, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Like with that, he's like, "No, no, no, just calm down, you know." And uh, and she don't play. She gets up and grabs this knife, this Eagle big old knife. carving knife. And he's like, hey, whoa, whoa. Like, he's trying to calm her down. And uh, she's like, just let, I, I just let me go. And he reaches back with his right hand. He grabs that broom and he knocks the knife out of her hand. And just starts beating her with his broom. And she's putting up a fight. Well, eventually, he, he's hitting her so hard that he actually breaks the broom over her. And it's just a stick now. Yeah. And he is beating her down. And he's not hitting her with the handle or the, the broomstick. He's actually hitting her with the... The hay part, the yeah. actual broom part, right? And then uh, it was just enough to distract her until he broke it. Then he, yeah. I guess, beat her with the rest of it. Finally, he knocks her down and actually knocks her out because he, like I said, he actually hit her with the actual stick. Um, and let me see where I'm at here. Da-da-da-da. Oh, he finally ties her up and he puts some kind of like rag or something in her mouth. Yeah, it's just a. It looked like a bloody rag. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it was pretty gross. Wasn't clean. But he ties her up and he puts her in the sack and he carries her out to the truck. And he fires the truck up and it's funny because then he gets out, goes back, turns the lights off in the gas station, shuts the door, gets back in, and he's like, "Gotta be too careful with that electricity bill," you know. He's saying, uh, "What's say? Uh, electricity prices put a man out of business or something like yeah, that." Yeah, yeah. Well, as he's driving, you can hear that she's slowly starting to come to. Yeah. And he just starts taking the stick that he broke and jabbing the piss out of her. And he's like half laughing. Though. Yeah, and he's like, I hope you're not uh, too uncomfortable down there. And he's just poking her, you know. <laughs> and he's like, it'll all be over soon. You know, I'm taking you home. I thought he played I thought he played that role really, really good. It was creepy. Yeah. I mean... <clears throat> and it's so funny because if you any if you listen to anybody that actually worked with the guy, they said that he was one of the sweetest old men you'd ever meet. Really? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, he reminded me of your grandpa. My grandpa. Some of, some of his laughs. <laughs> oh yeah. From uh, Dead End. I can some, see that. Some of his laughs reminded me of your grandpa. Like these people are like, "What's Dead What's End?" Dead End. We'll have to review Dead End one day. Yeah, Dead End is a, a horror movie that I actually made. <laughs> so very low budget. Yeah. But anyway. But it worked. Yeah, it did. So, the old man is driving Sally to back to the house. And this whole time, like I said, he's torturing her, he's poking her. And all of a sudden he sees, he he goes, oh, I can't remember what he calls him at first. He sees something, and he's like an idiot or something. And all of a sudden it cuts to, you see the hitchhiker. And he's in the uh, driveway going to the house. 
And it's funny, he gets out and he's like, you nap-haired idiot, like that. And he goes, I thought I told you to stay away from the grave of the cemetery. And he's like, nobody saw me. Nobody. He goes, you almost got caught. He goes, no, no, nobody's seen me. So apparently he's the one digging up these graves. Apparently. And it's funny because uh, Hitchhiker gets back, or not the Hitchhiker, the old man gets back in his truck and he starts heading down to the house where the Hitchhiker jumps on the back of the truck. When he gets there, the old man is trying to get out of the truck, and the hitchhiker hops off, grabs the uh, driver door, and just starts like slamming it open and closing, kicking it. And... Yeah, and he's like, uh, "I thought I told you to never leave your brother alone." Like he's just, you know, flipping out on him, and he's like, "Go around and get that girl out of here now." He goes around, he gets the girl, he or he pulls Sally out, and which he don't even know is Sally yet. Yeah. But I, like I said, I just I love that because he just what he just keeps saying. I told you not to leave your brother alone. So now we know that he Leatherface is his brother. Mm-hmm. Favorite line of the entire movie. They get in. Yep. He looks. The door's all jacked up, and he goes, "Look what your brother <laughs> did to the door!" Like <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> that was a good one. He did such a good job. <clears throat> so anyway, it cuts to. Now, Leatherface is wearing a new mask, and it's got a wig on, mm-hmm. which, you know, backstory again, the making of, they're talking about that is the mommy figure, because mm-hmm. there's no mom. So, I'm guessing when he's wearing his regular Leatherface, it's just a kid, a brother. Right. That's his mom's uh, mask. And um, Leatherface is in there cooking dinner. You, you can never understand what he's saying. He just makes noises. Yeah. And it's funny because he walks in there and he's like, uh, the cook's like, uh, uh, you got everything ready yet and all this? And he's like, what did you do to him? And he's trying to, he he knows he killed all the kids. And you can even see, that's one thing you can make out Leatherface. He taps the table like, body was here. They're, they're in the freezer now, you know. And he kept, the old man kept going, did you let them get away? Did you did they get away? Did you let yeah. them get away? And he kept shaking his head. And- but it's, it's hilarious because... Leatherface did everything right, yeah. and the old man stops for a minute, and he just looks at him because he's. But you can tell he's one of the guys that likes complaining. He just looks at him and he shakes and he's like, "Look what you did to the door! You <laughs> like he brought that door back he up, swinging that broom handle at him again." Well, as as they're arguing, well, they're not really arguing. As that's going on in there, um, the hitchhiker takes off Sally's the sack off of her head. And she sees him starts flipping out. And he goes, I thought you were in a hurry. And he's like poking. And you see him like poking her? Yeah. That, that dude was freaky. I think, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. To me, the old man was an uncomfortable freaky. Mm-hmm. This guy was just like psycho freaky. Uh, after they, t- after um, he ties uh, Sally to the chair, the cook keeps saying, now, now we're going to, ha- you know, we're going to, don't worry, we're going to feed you. We're going to have some supper. It's, just, it's weird because he's just, it's like he's trying to be this nice old man, you know? Well, he says, go get Grandpa. Dinner's done. Well, Leatherface and the Hitchhiker go upstairs to go get the decayed Grandpa, which when I first saw it, I thought he was dead. Yeah, I did too. They pick, the old man's in the rocking chair. They pick him up and they carry him downstairs. And they bring him over and they set him next to Sally. Well, she's flipping out. They grab her hand and they cut her finger, and they stick it in Grandpa's mouth where he starts drinking her blood. He's sucking her blood. And you can hear the yes. Now, another thing on the making of, as he's sucking uh, her finger, did you see 
his legs twitching and his hands doing this. Mm-hmm. He wanted to play that as an infant when you give them a bottle or something and oh, they don't know what to yeah. do with their hands. Yeah. Because you know how they talk about how the older you get, you reverse back. To, mm-hmm. I thought that was unique. Yeah, that was that was cool. That's pretty neat. I love when people put that much thought in characters and stuff. Just yeah. little stuff. So she is flipping out. She's still got the rag in her mouth. She's seeing this old man sucking on her finger and she passes out. Well, out of nowhere, she wakes up and she wakes up and they're all sitting at the dinner table eating. She starts screaming, flipping out. And it's funny, as she's screaming, Leatherface Hitchhiker's going, Woo! Yeah. They're howling. <laughs> and uh, the, the old man, Shut up, yeah, you idiots! Yeah, they were making that dude mad. <laughs> yeah, he, and, he, and the, uh, the hitchhiker quit, but old Leatherface's still over there, Woo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's got a different mask on now. Yes, that's my. this is my favorite mask. And now it's the dinner mask. Yep. Like, it's all prettied up. It's got the lipstick and all that on it. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I think it's called the Pretty Woman Mask, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, it, to me, it's the creepiest one. Yeah. Um, the old man's telling you, get, you uh, uh, shut up, everyone. And she's begging the old man, please, you got to make him stop. Please, you, you're the only one that can make him stop. Well, the hitchhiker says, uh, he can't make us stop. He's just the cook. Mm-hmm. Dude, that pisses off the old yeah, man. Yeah, he gets hot. And uh, I cannot think what he calls uh, the hitchhiker, <clears throat> but it's hilarious. Um, what does he call him, man? Oh, that's going to bug me. But anyway, he, he he just keeps talking about uh, he's just the cook. He can't, uh, he makes me and Leatherface do all the work. And it's funny because the cook's just like, I just can't take no pleasure in killing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's just funny, like I said, because he goes from being old man, a creepy old man, to being, uh, like, almost like a, what would you say, a grandpa figure? Like, how he acted? Almost like, yeah, I'm kind of like a father figure, like a disturbed father figure, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't really know if he is the hitchhiker in Leatherface's dad or what he is. Because he kept calling the old man upstairs Grandpa. Yeah. So I don't know... Uh, I don't know what his actual title in the family is. Yeah, here it is. This is what kills me. Sally says, You're crazy. Please, you've got to make them stop. And the hitchhiker is laughing. He goes, "You can't, He can't stop it. He's just a cook. And the old man says, Shut up, you bitch hog. <laughs> <laughs> that kills me. And he goes, Isn't that right? Me and Leatherface do all the work. You're just a cook. And he's like, shut your mouth. And then he calms down. And he goes, I just, just can't take no uh, pleasure in killing. There's just some things you got to do. Don't mean you have to like it. I love that. <laughs> but anyway, um, he, he tells him, you know, there ain't no sense in torturing this poor girl. Yeah. Uh, make uh, Hurry up and get it over with. And the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the hitchhiker's like, well, hey, Bubba, talking to Leatherface, he's like, I was thinking... Let Grandpa do it. You always... And then he looks at... Uh, I'm guessing that's his dad. The old man. I guess so. He's like, you always said that Grandpa was the best. And he's like, yeah, he was the best. And I think he said he like killed six... It sounded like he said 60 in five minutes. Yeah. That's a lot. Heck yeah, that's a lot. And I, I don't know what he's talking about, what he killed, but... I don't know if he's talking about people or if he killed cows, what. But anyway... So they... Uh, it's funny because he looks over at... Uh, the hitchhiker looks over at... His grandpa, and he's, he's like sitting next to his chair, and he's like, Hey, grandpa, we're gonna let you have this one. And he points towards Sally, and of course, it does the classic 
70s thing. She's screaming close-up shots of her eyes. Yeah. She's tripping out. <clears throat> and uh, they finally untie her. They grab her over. They put a bucket in front of Grandpa. And, they, and Leatherface is trying to put this hammer in Leatherface's right hand where he can just whack her on the back of the head and kill her. Well, he just keeps dropping it. He don't have the strength to do it, which he's probably like 100-something years old. Looks like it. And he just keeps chunking the hammer. And, he and you know, uh, the hitchhiker is holding Sally's head down. Leatherface keeps picking the uh, hammer up. Well, finally, there's one time where Grandpa actually pops her on the back of the head. And you can see a good gash in the back of her head. And they're like, and it's funny the whole time because the cook is going, get her, Grandpa, hit her, hit her, Grandpa. He's just flipping out. He can't kill nobody, but he can root for somebody else. Oh, yeah. Well, finally, he goes to do it again. And right when he uh, slams the hammer, Sally's able to get her head up. And she knocks over the hitchhiker. And she's fighting. Takes off running. And again, jumps through uh, their window. She has no problem jumping through glass window. Heck no. (laughs) Which, if I'd been chased by somebody like them, I probably would too. So Sally escapes. She's taking off running down. She's not really running. She's more uh, a hobbling. Yeah, she's bloody because her head's bleeding where you know she got gashed at. She's taking off down the driveway. Well, here comes the hitchhiker out of nowhere, and he's got that daggum straight razor. Oof. He's behind her, and man, he catches up to her, and he's just slicing her back up constantly. By the time she makes it to the highway, she is a bloody mess. Well, Leatherface busts out of the house, and he's running with the chainsaw, coming after her. This man had time to put a suit jacket on. He had all it on. Did he have a suit jacket on? He had it all on, yeah. I I didn't pay attention, I guess. Yeah, he had all of it on. It it killed... I'll wait until my review. Okay. And I love that look, so don't hate on my look. No, no, no. Okay, so he comes after... He's coming after him, and the hitchhiker is in the middle of the road. He's got a hold of Sally. And he's actually got her, I think, by the hair, and he's cutting her back up. Well, all of a sudden, you see this 18-wheeler coming around, and right when he gets up to him, Sally's able to get out of the way. The hitchhiker throws his hands up, and boom, he gets ran over. So there goes the hitchhiker. The hitchhiker's killed. Best kill of the whole movie. Okay. Leatherface, uh, the, the Leatherface is making it to the end of the driveway. He's coming to get Sally. Well, the diesel is slowing down to stop. Well, all of a sudden, the door opens, and this trucker gets out to come and help Sally. But it's funny, because as Sally's walking to him, all of a sudden, Leatherface comes around, and that trucker's like, oh, nope. Heck no. He takes off, gets in the truck. He pulls, pulls her. Yes, he pulls her up, shuts the door. Leatherface is trying to cut through the door, and they're going out the other side. Well, the trucker grabs a big, huge wrench, and... Leatherface comes around to the other side of the 18-wheeler, and as they're running down the side of the truck... All of a sudden, the trucker turns around and just chunks this big wrench right at Leatherface's head. Pops Leatherface right in the head. Leatherface goes down, but his blade on his chainsaw lands on his right leg and starts cutting his leg up. Which was a really good shot. Yes. I mean, they, they played the chain on his leg. They had meat coming up around it. Yes. It was a really good shot. And it's the first time you heard Leatherface actually like sound like a human. Like He's like, oh, like yeah. it's hurting him. He gets up. Uh, the trucker's booking it. Sally's in the middle of the road, and this... We see this pickup truck coming down the road. It swerves around her. Leatherface is limping, trying to make it to her. And, of course, they do the classic, the truck is stalling. It's a big, intense scene. She's trying to get in the back of the truck. She finally gets in it, and right when Leatherface gets up to the truck, the truck fires up, takes off down the road. Love this shot. 
he's chasing after her. It's from her view, and he's kind of running after her. Not really, but he's jogging toward her. It cuts back to her. She's going, go, go. She's flipping out. Cuts back to Leatherface. He's waving the chainsaw around like toward her. She's doing this hysterical laugh. Like right. she got away, but she's going nuts. It's like a maniac laugh. I love it. Yeah. And he's just sitting there just cutting away. You know, like, I don't know. He He's still trying to reach after her. Cuts back to her. She's flipping out. And then finally, as uh, they're taking off, they're they're gone now. Leatherface is just swinging the chainsaw around, going nuts with it. It's almost like a little dance. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the, the uh, blade comes right up to the camera and just and just cuts off. Fade to black. And that is the end of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is. Man. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have any voice got, tomorrow. Got you worked up on that one, didn't you? Oh, I loved it, dude. <laughs> But anyway, that being said, uh, okay, do you want to do your review? I'll let you go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, I'll let you go first. Okay. On the pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. scale. Okay, so, um, still after all these years, it's still one of my favorite horror movies. Um... Yes, I know everybody points out Franklin, but I guess because the first time I watched it, he was annoying. But now that I know the backstory on him and I'm used to it, I think it's hilarious now. It's not as annoying, you know. Right. Um, to me, this is another film that less is more. We didn't have to see a lot of the gore. Right. That's what irritates me about things nowadays is... People think, oh, it's a great scary movie because it had violent death scenes and stuff. This one didn't have to play off that. Right. Uh, Leatherface has always been, to me, one of the creepiest slashers. I mean, if I saw that dude running toward me, I'm out. Oh, yeah. You know? For sure. Um, the camera work, I love the camera work in this film. The music, yes, it's very 70s, but it's it's creepy enough to match this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the whole grandpa scene. Yeah, that come out of nowhere. Yeah. Because it's all realistic and up until that part. But even, like I said, the old 70s style music, I don't know. It it made it fit. I'll put it that way. Right. Um, I think the length of the film was perfect. I don't think it should have went any longer than what it did. The cast, I think every... Every person uh, in this film did a great job. I don't think there was one wink, uh, weak link in this film. Uh, so with that being said, uh, I'm going to give this a definite thumbs up. Uh, add it to your collection. Uh, it's It's an iconic movie. So giving it a thumbs up and I'm giving this movie an... An A. Full A. Full A. <clears throat> if it wasn't for Leatherface, I would give this movie a C. Okay. Um, for me, the movie didn't... For me, the movie didn't get good until after Franklin died. 
And it, not because Franklin. I mean, I couldn't stand Franklin through the entire movie. Could not stand the guy. Um, it's a little bit better now that you kind of told me the backstory on him. But still, he got on my nerves. Um, and the reason I say it didn't pick up for me is because that's when, for me, that's when the real action started with them chasing her, getting her into the house, and all the stuff in the house happened. Everything before that, I felt myself being bored. Okay. Um, while the, you know, they were at the old house, while they were going to the creek and all that kind of stuff, it did start for me, start picking up when the, uh, first of the kids got, uh, who was it, Kurt? Or was it? No, yeah, it was Kurt. Yeah, the first yeah, one that got killed. Yeah, he was the first one that got killed. That's when it started showing up, and and ironically, it's when Leatherface first appeared. Yeah. Um, I know you love uh, Sally. Yeah. At times, I felt like she was screaming just to be screaming. Okay. It's different when the ultimate scream queen, Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. when she screamed... It was with a purpose, and it fit. Yeah. I felt with this one, she was screaming at times just to be screaming. Like, okay, granted. Now, it was it was believable in the sense of if, you know, you wake up and you're sitting at a table and you're, you know, tied to a table, a chair or whatever, you're going to be flipping out. Right. But it was, I don't know, it, it was too much screaming for me. I know You say you liked it because less is more as far as the gore goes. Mm-hmm. I feel like Liz would have been more as far as her screaming goes. Right. Because she was, like, really over the top. Okay. Again, it was probably more believable if it was, like, a real-life situation. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. you know, you, you'd be freaking out for sure. Um, yeah, Franklin was stupid. I mean, that was, that guy, literally, I told, he he's one of the reasons the first part of the movie is losing points for me. Because it dude was getting on my nerves so bad. He was the only one. I liked Kurt in the beginning in the van. His acting, like his facial expressions were amazing. Yeah. Like it was like legit freaked out facial expressions when they were the, the hitchhiker and the knife and all that kind of stuff. Right. Loved the hitchhiker. His whole character was awesome. But, I mean, had it not been for Leatherface, it would have been, for me, it would have been terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, loved, absolutely loved the Leatherface character. The, the way his persona changes with the masks, with the way he has that childlike demeanor. And like you said, when, when you were watching the making of, he's you know trying, he was trying to figure out why these people were coming to his house. Um, I like the fact that he's a psychotic killer with a chainsaw, but he still makes sure he's dressed nice. I love that fact. Because he's still in a button-down shirt. He's got a tie on. When he goes to dinner, he puts his suit jacket on. Right. He's dressed up nice. He's got makeup on his face. He's doing what he thinks he needs to do to look nice for dinner. Yes. And he's still this psychotic killer with a chainsaw. Right. I love that fact. Um, the music was awesome. For, for it to be the 70s, I did like the music. Mm-hmm. Loved the camera shots. Some of the best camera shots I've seen. When we were talking about her coming up or her getting up out of the uh, swing, yes, that camera shot coming up and it just kind of zoomed up and did like an upshot of the house. Mm-hmm. Awesome shot. Yes, it was a shot of a sunset. I don't remember who was walking. I think it was. Uh, it was uh, Jerry. Jerry. Jerry was walking into the sunset. Yeah, awesome shot. When they were running down the driveway and he was chasing her, mm-hmm. you had the focal point of Sally and then a hitchhiker. 
But then you had a faded version of, or a faded shot of Leatherface running with the chainsaw in the background. Right. And it was, I don't know, it was just that shot, man. It was, it just looked so good. And then the shot of uh, him chasing the car, or chasing the truck, waving the chainsaw, and then the dance at the very end. Yes. That dance was awesome. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know, it was creepy. In yeah. a sense, it was like he was, I couldn't tell if he was just irritated, if he was, because he was obviously in pain because he cut his leg with the chainsaw. Right. Um... Leatherface is what's going to give this movie the points for me. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a thumbs up on the pulling scale. Okay. Give it a thumbs up. Definitely think you should check it out because it is an iconic horror figure. Um, I'm going to give it a B on the ratings. And it's because Leatherface, if, if it had been, a Leatherface had been different, I don't think I would have enjoyed this movie at all. Mainly because the first... So you're you're letting Leatherface give it a B. I'm I'm letting Leatherface give it a B because the rest of it took that much off for me. Because of the very first hour mm-hmm. or forty five minutes to an hour, I wasn't into it at all. It's not an hour and forty five minutes. I know the first <laughs> oh. hour of the first forty five minutes oh, to okay. an hour. Okay, okay, yeah, really threw me off because I honestly felt like I had moments where I was just bored, and and, and it just couldn't get into it at all. Right. Once Leatherface started picking up in it is when I really got into it. And I actually had somebody to follow because I couldn't connect with anybody. Nobody until Leatherface really. Because couldn't connect with the hitchhiker because he was only in it for 10 minutes maybe at the very beginning. And didn't show yeah. up until the end. That's when, for me, it started picking up also. Um, the old man was in it for a split second until the very end. And then, again, that's when everything started picking up. So right. once... The kids got out of the way, I guess, is the thing. Once once they got all the way and Franklin finally met his bloody end <laughs> is when everything really started picking up for me. Um but yeah, Leatherface is is every bit of that B. Like every bit of the B. See that's <clears throat> I we're gonna we're we're we're, we're, we're dis- actually disagreeing. Yes. But it's not to the scale of what a disagreement I guess should be. Right. That's that's what I was fixing to say. Um I'll give you one thing on Sally. I think she did an amazing job in the film, even when she wasn't screaming. But there was only one, there's only one scene. It's at the dinner table when she's tied up, and she's screaming nonstop, yeah. and the camera's going, and it's yeah. just like close. That's the only part that I'm like. That camera shot though, when it was going back and forth to her face, and it's showing her eyes and stuff like that, and you could see like the terrified look in her eyes. That was a great shot. It's a great shot, but it, it lasted too long. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, uh, and and that's another thing I'll say. There are certain scenes that I felt like that one for one they just drug on. Like it right. was just constantly like what all right, what's going on here? I mean, come on. Right. But I mean, I, I'm I'm glad you're honest about it cuz like I said now I, that that's what I'm saying. I like it because man and, and maybe I am biased because I did watch it when I was younger. Right. And 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 that could be the thing that's causing my bias is cuz the only one that I have seen was a Newer version of it, yeah, with act, see, more recognizable actors today. See, and I like this one better than I do the remakes. I could watch the I could watch the the one with Arlie Ehrman. I could watch that right. one before I could watch this one again. Well, yeah, and I mean it's just the one that I know, you know. And what's weird is this is seventy four, four more years or four years later, Halloween come out. And see, for me, that four years showed way so way too much development. Between Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween. Right. Halloween was such a... To me, 
Halloween is an all-around better movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll just, say that, I, too. I mean, you know, it's just it, it, by leaps and bounds. Camera, right. music, actors, actresses, you know, everything was just... I will, I will say, without spoiling anything for our next review, you can ask anybody a horror fan. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre film series is the most mismanaged. Oh. Uh, part one, to me, is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Two is freaking great. Uh, Toby Hooper did both of them. But this one is pure horror. Yep. The second one is horror comedy. Really? And they asked him, why did you do that? And he was like, because I done accomplished what I wanted to on the first one. Why would right. I remake it? And that's the one that's got Bill Mosley in it. I don't know if you know Bill Mosley. Mm-hmm. Chop Top. Yep. He's the one reason I'm always going, I'm always going around going, head cheese. <laughs> His character's in it. Leatherface, they gave him a personality right. in the new one. The old man's back in it. Um, those two right there, I love. The third one is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy that played Leatherface did a great job, but it's a whole new family. He looks totally different. They, that's where they started losing, like, okay, why, why where, all of a where sudden? Where are we going with it? Yeah, where are we going? Yeah. Then they did the remakes. Then they did Texas Chainsaw 3D, which the timeline did not match up at all. Yeah. It was weird. Then they did Leatherface, the one that <laughs> came out... Uh, just a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be from him being a kid to whatever. He was a pretty boy through the whole movie. You don't even know which one it is. Really? Yeah, it's stupid. Huh. Then they just come out with the one on Netflix. We, we'll get to that one. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But they changed the family up. They yeah. changed the look. It is. It's very... <clears throat> to me, the way they should uh, do the, these uh, film series is multiple people it can just be Leatherface. It don't have to be the same leather face. Right. But they didn't do it that way. Right. So it's the same guy. Yeah. yeah. So with that being said, um, my scoring thumbs up A, Randy's thumbs up B. Uh, hey, that's what we're here for. Randy, I'm I'm glad at least you gave it a shot. Oh yeah. Uh, and see, the only thing I argue with is you said you felt like it didn't pick up to the end. For me, yeah. I thought this film picked up right when it starts. That first head smash to oh, yeah. Kirk. I'm like, dude, it already got my attention. Right. That's when, that's my favorite death scene. That's when it started for me as far as like, okay, now I'm perked up. Yeah. You know, now we're getting somewhere. And I, for me, I feel like it was more because Leatherface showed up. And they were, and I like that too, excuse me, they were not shy about showing Leatherface. Oh, no, they had to because his personality made that movie. Right. And his actions and his mannerisms and his, his sounds yeah. made it for me okay uh, with that being said um, I think we're fixing to sign off here you got anything else you want to share before, before we take off I'm ready to I'm ready to watch the next one okay so because you because I know how you feel about it okay so uh, if you're on our Twitter you'll know how I feel about it already uh, okay so that was our review of the 1974 the Texas Chainsaw Massacre film uh, our next one is going to be the it's just called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it is from 2022. And it's supposed to be a direct sequel from this one. Let's see how me and Randy fight on this one, because he may dig it. I may, I don't know. But with that being said, uh, everyone, we just hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad to hear a different opinion from somebody. Yeah. 
So with that being said, uh, just remember to always stay scared. Stay spooky.